0: I won more premiships alone than the other he 19 managers. He has created an, to an absolute... Respect, Respect, you. You Respect, man. Prem, Boys, we are here to ranch. James, We have to do justice before we just sliding right into the top four. To the I didn't guys. want to get off track. This, this is one of the best title races of Good afternoon. Ann Patrick. Uh, you are in a really heated race to finish in the top four. And you trot out a B team. Any- what
1: do you mean? I don't have an office I'm talking world exactly. world. Wow. Yeah.
0: Okay. Welcome. Welcome. To Prem, de la Prem. Welcome back to Prem de la Prem. Today is Thursday, October 22nd, match week five recap. Uh, Patrick, we had the distinguished pleasure of watching each other's teams play in each other's company mm. uh, this past weekend. And I don't know if you've ever seen that meme of, you know, when you're being annoying with the crew, but you can't help it. Yeah, that was me when I just killed the vibes and United Newcastle came on.
1: Yeah. And it took a long time for the joy to come back, but when it did, <laughs> it came back at a just so rapid that it it actually sucked the joy out of me as well, uh, which yeah. was odd because uh, I did bet on them. But yeah, it was it was a
0: joy transaction.
1: Yeah, basically the Juan Basaka goal was just like okay, so it's got to go that well
0: for United. Sure, mm. like I'm okay with them winning, but my you know, you mood, Wan-Bissaka my my shift, yeah, it's a joke. Uh, yeah. That's how you know. My shift in mood can be described as that of the shrieking tower at Six Flags.
1: Yeah. I will say there was a there was a part of me that did feel bad or like just like bad for you about the uh, the own goal because I was like, oh shit, this is really about to unravel, isn't it? Uh, but they
0: that, that game was really never in doubt for me. Punctuated yeah. by punctuated by Katie going with her, you know, just head away from the TV. What's wrong? The game just started. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh! Oh, I get yeah, that all the time. Anyway, you just got a little. Anyway. You
1: got a little taste. <laughs> Retro. I'll tell you as soon as as soon as Mike Dean blows that final whistle, I just hear "Sorry, your team sucks, babe." And then that, I'm like, "Okay,
0: let's uh, let's move on I with the day." Expect let's get to on to the next on. activity. Yeah, you just yeah. bury it all right in here, right here in the
1: chat. Oh chest. yeah. When I lose games in my FIFA Career Mode, I skip the prep conference. I, I don't <laughs> fuck around with that. I'm out. I'm not showing up for questions. No, no. unless the team morale is already shot and I got to do that dog. Gotta gotta show do just some, to get it up, you know,
0: right, right, right. Yeah. Oh, we're really the proud of um, the lads. You know, it's a tough team. Anyway, retroactive uh, apologies for being a vibe killer. You never want to be that guy. But, you know, we're not going to talk about United later on in the podcast. I think you guys have had too much of that, but I'm taking my moment right now. You have uh, a platform, James. I do have a You're platform and it, it. and it will come up later. That mm-hmm. was a red herring, as they like to call it in Norway. Why don't we get into some headlines? Uh, there were obviously some other stonking games this past weekend. What a weekend, dude! Yeah, what a yeah, season kicked, so far. We kicked it off with of the main course, followed by the damp diaper that was City Arsenal. So that's not even making our headlines, which in of itself is a headline. Mm-hmm. Sub headline. We don't even including. have to talk about it. <laughs> not not
1: including Arsenal and City,
0: but you Until know, if smack into go smack into you with tactics. a press conference. No. Yeah, go ahead. It was fine. I'll smack you with an impromptu press conference at one point. Don't get too comfortable.
1: Yeah, well, we've only dropped points at Anfield and the Eddie Had. So check, please. We're headed straight to the top. Not worried. <laughs>
0: you Talk are to me pro- after
1: Lester. The proverbial krill that sits underneath a blue whale. <laughs> Just feed it. Just feed it on the slop. <laughs>
0: Are we still at 4th? Tell me we're still at 4th. <laughs> United's still in 16th. That was a big whoa. No, they're not. They're, they're, they had to go up something. Uh-uh. Oh, sorry, 15th. Oh, there you go. Moving oh. on Okay, alright. Headlines, some big games. Obviously, the first of which is Merseyside Derby. As a good host, I want to cede the headline to you, so you can kick this one off. As a better host, I've come prepared with a headline.
1: So, First good Merseyside Derby in a decade overshadowed by Michael Oliver coming down with a pernicious case of dumb brain. (laughs) Pernicious? Uh, Yeah, a word that uh, Andy Bernard
0: used in the office and it applied in this context. I have no idea what it means. I would say use it in a sentence, but I don't want to give you the embarrassment of trying to say that sentence again. It says having a harmful effect, especially in a gradual or subtle way. Nice. Nice. It was, yeah. it was neither of those. No, it was it was quick well, and obvious. Patrick, yeah, but was it clear and obvious? <laughs> Patrick, no, it, of course not. <laughs> we talked about um going into this Merseyside derby in this kind of like wistful sense, like, "Oh, imagine if there were fans at that game." Now I say it with some stank. I'm like, "Imagine if there were fans at that game." Where was it? It,
1: it was, was Goodison. At, at
0: right? Goodison. Yeah. Okay.
1: Okay, so would have played if that game was at Anfield. Well, let's be real. If that game was at Anfield, Jordan Pickford sent off. But uh, it l- l- we were we were struggling to make sense of it in real time. We were kind of doing this whole math of well, getting if he can he do that if he was offside, and there there seemed to be a lot of confusion in real time. And like as the literally as the half went on, you and I just kept talking about like how the, how the fuck was he not sent off there?
0: Yeah. Yeah, we were the proverbial armchair referees, just trying to, like, pick pick through the bones of what had just happened. And, you know, let, some things don't need to be spoken. Yes, Jordan Pickford should have been sent off. No matter who you support, you want Van Dyke to be fit and playing as one of the best center backs. But the question we can pick apart here is, why wasn't he retroactively sent off? And when you and I were discussing, we knew something that VAR-efficient David Coote didn't, because he didn't believe Pickford could be sent off cuz of the offsides making the play null and void.
1: Yeah, I think w- what was we were we were going through it and we we're like, well, if yeah, if you're offside and I, you know, pull a tire iron out of my out of my shin guard and Go smack WWE. It in WWE, yeah. I'm probably getting sent off." And, <laughs> you know, that's what that tackle was is the 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 football tackle version of taking a tire iron out of your shin guard and smacking somebody with it. It was there was it was so egregious that it was outside of the mm-hmm. the sporting realm. Like that's mm-hmm. it's just what it should have been. What it should have been adjudicated, and it wasn't. And it you have to feel um, you know aggrieved as a Liverpool fan. Uh, Got to for just on the consequence of Van Dyke's injury alone. You know he was yeah. left out of the Premier League squad, which I believe is a final. Like you that's have to. It's the nail it in his, the coffin. Yeah, 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 yeah nine months like, at least. Right. Yeah. So I mean, he's 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 out for the season. Changes probably how you're looking at the title. I think it changes the landscape of the league dramatically, and and what do you what did you get for it? You got you got nothing. And, and we'll we'll talk about the second the second major decision in this mm-hmm. game, uh, in, in in a minute. But you know they, they, I can't believe I'm saying that. I just I just feel bad for for Liverpool in this instance. I really Without did. Without a doubt. They were, yeah. Completely done over.
0: Without a doubt. I. I don't. I don't think we're alone in that. I think we're in such a strange time, and we're all reflecting on he, how VAR is changing the game. And you know, that was one thing that the referees board and rule board were particularly mum on, which was why there wasn't a retroactive red card or why it wasn't given after you know well, they're they got blown dead. They're yeah, never. Yeah, right. Yeah. They're um, just
1: never. If you're looking for the FA for accountability,
0: you're looking you know. at the wrong place.
1: Yeah, go get a hobby because it's not—it's a fruitless effort.
0: Go work at PwC. Exactly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but let's bring it right to the second incident. You, you alluded to it—the offside that ruled out Henderson's goal in the last minute to win what was an amazing game. You know, take away the incident to win three two, and what was it? Mane got called a hair offside. One of those, one of those VAR uh, squint decisions.
1: And yeah, normally
0: it, normally you get the zoom in and you see the hair nail and or the the thumbnail offside margin and you're like, "Okay, well this sucks, but I guess you can see it." This one not clear and again, no retroactive explanation despite Liverpool lodging, I don't know what it, what you would call it, a complaint or a demand for an explanation. Just just nothing. Crickets, like hoping time just 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 washes right over it.
1: Yeah, I mean the thing that we were yeah, like we talked about with VAR, I think that what what, what we want as as fans is just, you know, a layer of consistency, you know, and that's not like I think that we can all kind of grieve together on how narrow the margins are for offsides, but if it's consistent, if they show us the same thing every time, we see the lines, we see where they're drawn, we can get we can get behind that. But it's just not not happening and, and, and honestly, it looked. I thought. I mean, I don't. You know, I don't. I don't know if uh, all you guys know this, but I got a new seventy-inch TV, so it's not a matter of picture quality. I thought the way they drew the lines, the red one was on the the right side, and Mane mm-hmm. was onside. I thought mm-hmm. he was onside the whole way.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I. I. You're also I not shocked. seeing it. I don't understand. You're not seeing it at the ex- exact. Uh, I don't know what the right word is. Perpendicular. Angle to the line, you're seeing it offline. You know, like I, I wish they could line you up with the last man so you could see it from that line. But they don't. They have it off center. It's- yeah, I
1: mean, it's you, you, you can't have one of those Usain Bolt cameras that just zips up the sideline all day. I think those take a little bit longer to recharge. But that would be. I mean, I'm interested what the what the the the, the next iteration of you know VAR and offside are because this is. This is clearly not, not really working, but...
0: Patrick, I'm so yeah. glad you brought it up because I want to I Im- implement Dixon's Law, a segment that we started a couple weeks ago where we are taking from our grand master and influencer and personal hero, uh, Lee Dixon, who just throws out, uses his time on air to throw out rules that he thinks he should be implemented. So we're creating Lee Dixon's rules of the game. And my one that we have here that we've played around previously with on the cast is if we have to squint at it on the monitor, if you have to squint in your eye, call it off, play on, onside.
1: I like that. The squint test.
0: The squint test.
1: So if he's, what if you think he's offside and you squint to confirm it? Is it basically if you have to squint to confirm, go with your gut?
0: Yep. If you have to squint, go with your gut. Got it. Okay. How do we preferably referee like eyesight? Yeah, I was going to say, preferably, we standardize eyesight at 2020. Got it. I don't want someone pulling out their hmm. old Ben Franklin's to give it a gander. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Okay. I can get behind that. I can get behind that. Or just get
1: rid of offside altogether. Let's just have a little fun Sunday league game and just see what see what happens. Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe let's pull it to the more serious. Is it? Yeah. Are we at a point where it's wrong to be right? I think this Liverpool one is a is an anomaly in the sense that it didn't even ever look right, and no one's clarified how it is the right call. It's just kind of like a we're gonna move on and let time do its thing. But there have been other instances. Um, I don't know why I'm blanking on it. Oh, so Roman Sice. Roman Sice scored a uh, a banger goal that got ruled off against Leeds. And you go back, you look at it, two minutes go by, and, and they, they draw the lines, and it's a marginal offsides. And it's like, well, it was the right call, but, like, everyone's sad. You know, like, except for Leeds fans, but just neutral participants in the game. Like, it just sucks the life out of it. So my question to you is, even if VAR is getting these tiny marginal calls correct, is it Right? Are we doing the right thing?
1: Well, yeah, I would, I would lump them differently. I thought Potence was a full, you know, full arm and full body. He was, he was well offside on that one. I wouldn't. Maybe not a perfect,
0: but you, you can probably think. Yeah, you you can think of another instance other than that one that applies.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, until every linesman has eyes like that one that called. Lacazette for being a millimeter offside blind naked eye three years ago before VAR <laughs> until every linesman has that level of vision let's work with a little bit of, of, of leeway and this is where you know, we talked about this a little bit before um, Arsene Wenger I think he's got Lee Dixon in his ear and he's working with FIFA on basically some amendments to the game some of those, those amendments bands. are the Lee Dixon law that you brought up the ball goes out of play on a corner and it comes back in play, just play on. That's an actual one they brought up. Another mm-hmm. one was being able to play it to yourself on a free kick after you were fouled. So I guess if you were in and running in and they broke up the counter, you could just grab the ball, put it with your hand, and then just start dribbling again. So mm-hmm. kind of overcome some of those tactical fouls. And then being able to take a, 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 a throw in in your own half, be able to kick it in to kind of create an advantage and be able to clear your lines if you've earned the ball uh, deep in your territory because it is a disadvantage. And so I'm mm-hmm. hoping that some of the next iterations that they make are toward, you know, how do we get better with the offside rule? Because I don't know the answer. Because right now, it's it's no, no one ever really had an issue with the, the offside rule. There were bad calls all the time. People wanted them corrected. VAR is supposed to correct that. And we've got a little bit of an overcorrection. And so hopefully we can find yeah. something that brings us back to center. I don't know what the idea is. Something that I've heard thrown around is um basically change change what draws somebody off where you know they can be a certain bit ahead of the defender which gives them a little bit more leeway so it's basically you just you still have that razor-thin margin but you just move it forward and then i guess like in the, a tie
0: goes to the runner kind of implementation.
1: yeah and what they're what they're trying to say with that is that the spirit of offside was to prevent cherry picking not right. to prevent somebody from being a millimeter off trying to hold their line so right. Let's extend that to maybe It's easy to forget off. why
0: these rules were brought in to begin with.
1: Right, right. Yeah, I'm not going to go on... Um, you know, our conspiracy podcast hasn't really taken off, but I could go on a whole constitution rant for you on that one mm-hmm. if you'd like.
0: Yeah, like the right to bear arms. Right. What do you mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're on the, we're on the same wavelength. Summer. We're on the yeah. same wavelength. No, for sure. And
1: uh, it's... I honestly... I think this is probably a little bit more of an American perspective, like American sports perspective. I don't get... Like, this is my first time experiencing technology in sport, like, from the outset, really. Because the way that I'll watch football and I'll see a touchdown, I'm looking... Like, I'm looking, did he get his two feet down? And I'm like, like, before the replay... Com- when the replay's coming, I'm looking, hey, did, did he have possession of the ground? Yes, that's, a, that's mm-hmm. a touchdown. So, like, I already mm-hmm. am used to kind of the... You know what you're looking for. The partial celebration and then the full celebration. Like, that's already part of my cadence, so... I'm not really thrown off by, um, you know, Arsenal scoring a goal and me being like, oh, "I want to, I want to see the replay." I don't know if Clas uh, was offside. So, like that doesn't bother me the way that I think it bothers you. You know, I think literally that exact example happened and you were like, "See, you can't even enjoy the goal anymore." And for me, I'm just like, "That's normal." But
0: it's yeah. an inter- it's a different, and interesting yeah.
1: perspective that you've taken away. I mean, it, the, the the that that moment, but yeah, I guess it's just been technology has kind of taken that away in many sports, uh, but it is. The the one thing that I would say is that you get you we are we do have more correct decisions with VAR that is statistically true so sure, sure. what is, at what cost and that's it, it's hard cost? to quantify that and that yeah, yeah I guess that's yeah you know, I'd be curious your perspective it doesn't seem like we we've quite
0: it goes looked the I think I think this is the most macro level argument which is would you rather get more calls correct and officiate the game more more. By the book and correctly, measure that up against. I don't know how you how you take stock of this, but overall enjoyment of the game and people's satisfaction with the sport, both playing and watching. You know, like, and and if the answer is you're getting more calls correct, but people are less satisfied with the product, that's how you know you have to you have to have leeway and you have to be willing to make changes to make it more entertaining again. For sure, yeah. I mean, that's
1: that's you're you're right. That's that's the fundamental question. Like, what what part of this experience you're willing to sacrifice to get it right? I think what really drives people mad is when we have this experience and we don't get it right. I think that if you know, it was even more so improving the quality. Like, I feel like every decision, if we want, like the reason we dropped talking VAR as a segment is because it was becoming redundant. We could go through this every single week about how VAR has made bad decisions or... And you could apply it to each game at this point. Right. And so the question then becomes, okay, if we're still going to have bad decisions, if we're still going to have inconsistency, then why not just revert back to having that full experience? And that's where I understand the the anti-VAR argument. My position is more... I I mean, I'll just say it. I think it's more realist position. I don't think VAR is going anywhere, so I think we just need to learn live with it, figure out the better ways. Yeah, that's where my position is. But I've certainly come to understand um, your side of things a little bit more, even if it's not, doesn't bother me all that much.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, folks at home, you'll be glad to know I don't have VAR in my notes for the rest of the cast. Um, That's not to say... Patrick doesn't. But I do. I, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, also,
1: just as an aside, this was a fantastic game of football. It was. I, I'm glad open. you said that. It was yeah. back and forth. <laughs> Both teams playing well. Um, the goals. I'm trying to remember all the goals now because just they don't they don't really stand out the way that. Mane you hope they would. I mean,
0: Mane two minutes in gets us out, gets us going. That's uh, right. Michael Keane gets the equalizer. Mo Salah with an amazing goal to make it two one and then Calvert Lewin it's just it was stepping a good move up down and the left. in every yeah. single game to make it 2-2 and then and then the finisher know.
1: was a great goal well not a great goal pickford howler right i'd say right but good yeah. move to get there so yeah it was a br- brilliant game so it's a shame that we're, we we didn't spend our time talking that but you know it's it's, it's definitely what I, it would be are. A,
0: it would be an injustice to the derby to not end it on this a question about the game itself obviously liverpool had their goal chalked off to win the game would you say Liverpool was robbed of three points or everton was deserving of the draw?
1: I don't think I'd say I'm not I'm not a one decision makes a game kind of guy um, I thought I mean I, I, I'm not here to say he was offside no I don't think they were robbed of the game um, I think Liverpool was the better side but I think Everton deserved the draw if you want to say like what about the decisions then yeah sure Liverpool I'd feel aggrieved if I was a Liverpool fan but I don't think it's it's
0: funny I think Liverpool um, should have won that game and I think Everton were very much in it and made it an amazing spectacle but yeah if I were a Liverpool fan I'd feel very very aggrieved
1: Everton were second best that's
0: yeah that's true um should we move on Mm mm-hmm Spurs West Ham. Oh, Patrick, we're wow. gonna enjoy this one. You just, just fundamentally being a fellow North London fan and me because I've had a few Spurs fans in my DMs lately. So this was a sweet one. Here's my headline: Spurs three, West Ham three, in that order. Gareth Bale's tea time ruined by Mad Hatter Moyes, fresh off of COVID bed rest. Okay. You took me on a journey yet again. <laughs> Should we break it down? Yeah, let me let, let, go, take you line by line. Okay, Spurs three, West Ham three, in that order. Like Spurs scored three goals first, and then West Ham scored. Okay, goals. the in
1: the order threw me. Brilliant. Well done. In
0: that order is a tribute to Gareth Bale's poster. You know, Wales, Golf, Madrid. Mmm. Okay, that's a deep cut. A little yeah, meta. No, but no. I mean, this, this is. is each and every one of my headlines, Patrick, is an entire plot for Inception.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's that, that's why I like to break them down because okay, I get them, but I'm just kind of playing along like one of our viewers. There's so
0: things. many Easter eggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, for a, for a less smart. Uh,
1: why don't you view. explain this so that all of our
0: listeners understand? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So we made it halfway through. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Spurs three, West Ham three, in that order. Gareth Bale's tea time. Like his golf tee time, but also like Alice in Wonderland tee time ruined by the Mad Hatter, David Moyes, Alice in Wonderland, fresh off of COVID bed rest. That's pretty self-explanatory. Got it.
1: So I missed the first, the first of the uh, Alice in Wonderland references, the Mad Hatter. It just seems strange, but I was, I was trying to tie Moyes to the Mad Hatter and it works, but I just wasn't entirely sure. But yeah, it, well it all makes
0: sense. It all makes sense in this old, beautiful noggin.
1: Um, I think it can be summed up really in just um, three words, lads. It's Tottenham. It's
0: Tottenham, or maybe better summed up by this actual tweet from a Spurs fan that actually existed. We bring on Bale three nil up. You bring on Lanzini three nil down. That aged so poorly that it deserves to go in a museum. It's it's remarkable <laughs> like, how poorly that aged. It's uncanny. That is a time traveler. Oh, what Patrick? A, I just want to let you have for a go. Spurs fans. Yeah, I want to let you have a go for a minute. I mean, give me your thoughts. Uh, uh, honestly, it's because I, I when I watched the
1: first first half of that game and then did not catch the second half live. Uh, I was like a game's toast. Got some errands to do. Let's do let's do business. Uh, so I missed on the second ice. half of the game, and it was it was a remarkable surprise uh, watching. I mean, again, like I said, I don't really have any ill will towards Bale, but watching him kind of fluff his lines on a chance that would have sealed it is is, is nice. Uh, He's
0: saving it for the Derby, don't worry. He oh knows yeah, my position.
1: I'm sure. But we, we yeah we 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 lost the most recent one. It was, you know whatever, just as what it is. Sure. But in any case, at the start of that game, you know the way the form that Song's been in. Kane's been in the business that they just did. Second season, Mourinho up three 0 like it's nothing. Yeah, I'm looking at that thinking like, holy shit, could this get? No, it could get been. to be another six-one, right? And not not necessarily another six-one, but like this team is clicking. This team is clicking, and it's yeah. it's you know, I I mean I don't I don't you know I'll, I'll get over it if I if you know Arsenal loses a north london derby you know obviously you want to win those and it you know mm-hmm. ruins your day but you get over it if, if spurs win the league that's a i got to i got to confront you know a decent part of my uh my my banter my banter portfolio just losing a decent percentage of that right you off gotta the bat you got to look it
0: right you got to look it in, so, the, in the eyes and reassess And the th- and the
1: thing is like i still think i still kind of have that fear about that team like that team is is good i don't know what caused them to unravel like that um they had an own goal mixed in there it felt like they were just sitting on their they were they were they were resting on their laurels and you know i mean it it took an own goal and it took an absolute banger from lanzini like ridiculous goal Uh, never happened no it never should have happened it's it's horrible from the tottenham perspective it's hilarious for everyone else uh but yeah, I, I I don't think this really changes much about how I feel about Tottenham as a team. I think they're I think they're mm. a threat. And you know, looking at the rest of the Premier League, looking at Liverpool, no Van Dyke, losing points, City still you know firmly planted in the middle of the table. I believe Everton, you got I mean, it's, it's it's early enough where Spurs can think like, hey, we can have a go at this. And so yeah, you let's, know, it's it's one they want back for sure.
0: Let's pretend the game ended at halftime. You have. An irresistible first half from Spurs. Up 3-0 within 17 minutes, uh, none, no less. And people were talking. This was, mind you, this was the day after Van Dyke fell, like you mentioned. And people were starting to say, like, this, this league's up for grabs. This is a Mourinho team. This is a Spurs team that just brought in Gareth Bale to go alongside Harry Kane, who, by the way, leads the league with seven assists. The next closest is Five. Yeah, and
1: five is remarkable. It's, we're only on match week five. Seven is just otherworldly.
0: Yeah. all Probably all to Son, too. And he's got five goals, two behind uh, Calvert-Lewin, who's leading the league. So Harry yeah. Kane in the best form of his life. Son, probably also in the best form of his life. And then, you know, say what you want about Gareth Bale and how long he'll take to adjust. But he, not long ago, he scored the best goal in Champions League history in the final. So no scrubs up front. And... If, you know, let's do silver lining now for for Spurs. The Davinson-Sanchez own goal was a freak own goal header. Lanzini goal was a a one-in-a-million banger in the last minute. And you would count on, surely you would count on Mourinho to to right the ship, um, second season Mourinho, and, and get this team challenging, especially now that they know what's possible and what's at stake. But this still, Patrick, still at the end of the day, this only could have happened to Spurs in my mind.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, it happened. It happened to West Brom, and we slated them for it away to Chelsea. So we certainly need to be slating, slating, slating Spurs uh, for fair. the same against West Ham. And you know, r- rules reversed. You understand it a little bit more in that West Brom Chelsea game. But it's we said it then. It, it applies now, and it'll apply if it happens to Arsenal. It'll apply to it happen to anyone. You're up three 0 at halftime in the Premier League if you're serious about whatever your ambitions are like whether you're fighting relegation, going for Champions League, going for the title it's it's that's the game it has to be the game the game must be over and Mm -hmm. it wasn't and that's who knows what it does to confidence you know going into not not the next time they're up 3-0 that's not what I'm talking about but when they're down when they're up one one goal in the 80th minute how do they approach seeing out a result it's it's a part of an evolution for all teams to go from good to great and they've they've been at that precipice and they haven't been able to punch through it mm-hmm. on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. And that's a that's a game that just remember this game towards the end of the end of the season when we when we look back on yeah. uh, where where that's things finish note. in the table. This that's is this note. is two points lost for Spurs. Is there's, there's there's no other way to look about it.
0: I'm gonna file this one away in the tickler file. That is a mm-hmm. good note. Um and a quick word on Mourinho. He he's still relatively fresh off a little summer break. And it is second season Mourinho. It's not third season. Wheels come off Mourinho. And he got a lot of crazy out in his first season, mind you. But he was particularly benign in his uh, post-match press conference. You know, like, oh, credit, credit to West Ham and, you know, we need to be better. And pretty much all the classic managerial tropes of, like, smashing the calm button on the you, FIFA uh, like, post, post-match post press conference. No, you, and- you got to skip that post-match press conference. You got to skip
1: it. You just got to skip it. I've learned yeah. from experience. Skip I'll right get on through. the phone
0: with, I'll get on, on the phone. you No. Yeah. You'll get take out. the fine. But here's my point, Patrick right now in Mourinho's head, those monkeys are still smashing the symbols and like, it's still, it's still going, but there's going to be a crack in one of those symbols one of these days. And we're going to get prime Mourinho back. I can taste it.
1: Well, yeah, it's, it's, they've, they've thankfully have for them. I, I would say they have a, a light run of fixtures. Coming up, so they should be able to get back. Who they got? The,
0: who have they got? Tell the Burnley, people who don't
1: know. Burnley, Brighton, West Brom in their next three. So you you obviously favor them in all those games, but you would have favored them against West Ham. So who, that's who knows? Love,
0: that's why we love this league, which is still... What a
1: crazy season for them. Lost in like a horrible performance against Everton. Mm-hmm. Smashed Southampton, smashed mm-hmm. United, and then have drawn... West Ham and Newcastle. What's it's just strange.
0: Weird. It's strange, strange, strange. Uh, should I do the next one as well? Kind of snake style? And yeah. We'll yeah, you're back? a big okay. snake guy. Why don't you get I your love snake snakes. on? Snakes. Serpents. Um, okay, here we go. Chelsea versus Southampton. <clears throat> Lads, it's Keppa, says 38 year old Petr Cech, suiting up for one more shot at the Premier League, as well as any young kid with aspirations to play goalkeeper for Chelsea one day. Did that make sense? That
1: made perfect sense. Um, that was one of my men of culture. Uh, okay, glad to see you okay. got it out of the way. check four hundred year old man. Um, <laughs> you were registered. you were sleeping
0: on that splinter
1: cell take. Yeah, or, I mean uh, it's not that it's it made it made made headlines. Uh, registered in Chelsea's Premier League squad as if they didn't have enough players.
0: But who do, is he? The is he four goalies in their Premier League squad? Chelsea have explained Czech's inclusion as a precautionary step due to unprecedented conditions currently caused by COVID-19 crisis. The idea is that if a sudden COVID-19 outbreak sidelined all of Chelsea's first-team goalkeepers, he could be ready to step in. That is their public release.
1: How, I mean, <laughs> I know Chelsea is gets gets your drug over the coals for their uh, youth system and loan policy. But if you're a Chelsea you know, youth product or loany, what are you thinking right now? You're like, yo, <laughs> you chose Petr Cech, the retired
0: technical director, over me? I, oh, But also, why feel like you need to announce this? Why not just like, I don't know, I feel like every other team is just riding it out with their three keepers, not assuming the worst possible thing is going to happen where all their keepers get sidelined. And I, now I just have a feeling he's going to play this season somehow, some way. They're just willing it into existence. Yeah, he absolutely will. He will absolutely play. There's a picture of him next to Bernard Mendy, and he looks every year 38, and by that I mean 50. Yeah, he's wearing like he's wearing like reading glasses to the training yeah, these days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, I, I mean, the reason I started it off with Lads, it's Keppa, the the sensational Petrcek news aside, which made me so happy. Uh, another another game, another howler. It's it's unbelievable. You like you think it has to stop, but it doesn't. It's the ghost of Maurizio Sari. What's Mendy's deal? Why isn't he playing? Uh, Is he not ready? He was injured that game. He, he came back. We're recording this on Tuesday. He came back and, and played against Sevilla and put in a good shift. Oh, okay, G. so. It was like a uh, he was unable to play for one or one reason or another.
1: Okay, well, yeah, I guess that is is uh, still Kepa still doing his thing. you know I'm, I'm, I feel for the guy man. He's just woefully out of form. but if he's between the pipes, just just smash it on frame. you're gonna get a couple.
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it truly is Mar Vista. Like you know, you see the goalie that you're playing against in warmups, and they bobble a few like like hot potatoes. You just start to fancy your shot from outside the box.
1: Just have a go, have a go. You never know what's going to happen. It, it's it's crazy too. They had um and they had the game. They even even all that you know considered. They had the game sorted, and they give up. You know, not so dissimilar. From West Ham. Obviously, the West Ham goal was quite the banger, but same time, same kind of loose ball off a set piece. And, you know, uh, Vestergaard, I think it was, uh, you know, deflected a
0: a Theo Walcott sighting, Mm -hmm. smashed it home. Mm -hmm. Chalk up the assist for the boy. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chelsea feels like this season's just score more than the other team team. I think Aspilaqueta even said as much this
1: week. He was like, it feels basically bad to be you know, know that you're you're not you, you have to score a certain number of goals to get by and get through and that mm-hmm. and, and
0: yeah i mean they're surely surely lampard will sort this out surely he's running out of uh he's running out of excuses for me match week five recap baby yeah Chats he's us in five
1: yeah he's running out of excuses for me um you know, uh,
0: his job's safe. Like I'm not, I'm not getting that twisted. What was that but... what was that comedian you sent me on Instagram who did the Lampard impression? Oh god, yeah, it's kind of, kind of hard when you defense is shit. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, he was, <laughs> he was good. Oh uh, yeah, obviously not good enough. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, looking at their ambitions, uh, which was you know take a step above just top four, you know, make that bridge step between top four and title hopes. Draws to West Brom, draws to Southampton. I mean, they've. I'll I'll look up the stats so I can speak Mm -hmm. intelligently on it, but they got to be towards the top in terms of goals allowed. Got to be. Even though some other teams have had some howlers in there,
0: Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of teams in the high up goals allowed column. But yeah, it it, it's it's very abundantly clear that they have a potent offense. Timo Werner's coming into new zone. You know, had had a goal yep. Havertz had a goal. Timo Werner had a great game against Southampton. He's, he's finally tucking away his chances. Ziyech is getting introduced into the fold. Mason Mount on watch. We'll get there. Uh, but it, this is a prime example of time for Lampard to step up and, and figure out how to coach a defense that has class players in it now. You've brought in your players who you want in the team. It's it's time to stop leaking three goals against Southampton. Yeah.
1: No, it's, it's, it's unacceptable. It's unacceptable.
0: That's what Thank it you. is poignantly saying that uh okay that's all i had there
1: brilliant all right last one wolves leads wolves embody weasels as they squeak out three points against lustful leads
0: okay okay it's funny uh you didn't choose weasels as wolves animal yeah they said because they, they embodied weasels this time this time, this yeah, time. In this game,
1: because they weaseled out a result. The reason I call Leeds lustful is because they're here to fuck. They are here <laughs> to play ball, dude. They show up every game ready for some smoke, and they mm-hmm. bring it. I do kind of wonder about their uh, their stamina, but they're going to give everyone a hell of a first yeah.
0: half. Yeah, yeah i was I reading. He, yeah, Calvin, Calvin Phillips that.
1: out for six weeks
0: doesn't help. There, see that I did prognosis recently, but he is their rock in there in their center midfield. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I was trying to read up on Bielsa ball, which you probably need like a dusty old encyclopedia to get through all of it. But it's I, like the Da Vinci Code, part of his tact truly is. I'm, I'm reading it backwards and connecting the uh, divine sequence, but he he has a tactic where he just bypasses midfield. It's just defense up to attack, and midfield is decoy. I, I need to flesh out the edges around that one, but it's um, it's true, Bielsa.
1: It is like they they do play a game where, because honestly, I think it obviously came through my headline, but I think I think Le- Leeds were a much better team in this game. Uh, oh, Wolves, for sure. I mean,
0: we were we were yeah. talking about how uh, Wolves to win at plus two hundred five was was uh, an unfair shout but even though we came away with it Leeds was in the first half second half was more of an open game in the first half was dominant and it they was absolutely didn't, dominant they yeah and put it in Wolves
1: had a wolves had a good chance Potence did at the very end of the first half and then the Jimenez goal you know there's a slip on the ball in and then Jimenez created his own luck before a deflection by uh, by Phillips but what a what a performance from Leeds I'm so so impressed with him. So impressed with them. The energy mm-hmm. that they bring. They are a tough, tough out. And it. I don't know. I, I'm learning a lot about BLC as we go. I just believe I, I believe that that team is like least likely to have an off day out of probably any team. Like yeah. that's al- already. Well, this probably was an
0: off day. You know, This was an off day where they didn't convert their chances. Didn't take their chances. Yeah, fair enough. And yes, they look good. I do think this was a remember that Wolves is a good team game. I think we we talked about it with the odds that got set out. Yes, Leeds is good. Yes, they should have scored goals. I think Wolves was very much in the second half, and they're strong defensively, and they have some damn good players, and they made their own luck and they made it count. And I think yeah. people are forgetting a Nuno team is a damn good team, even though Bielsa's all page one. Yeah the um,
1: the the stats just so 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 much heavily favored Leeds. They had you know, two to one possession, you know, thirteen shots to seven. And, and what it it looked almost like Wolves were, they knew, I thought it was a good tactical performance by Wolves. They absorbed the pressure. I think Leeds should have taken their chances, but they didn't. At the end of the day, they only put two shots on target. Mm-hmm. And Wolves Wolves did create a chance by, you know, it, it, a bit of luck, but also a bit of individual brilliance from Jimenez to, 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 to create mm-hmm. that chance. And yeah. Leeds just didn't have that. I think that if there's one thing that Leeds is missing, is like an x-factor type of player they seem to be a team where you know the uh, the hole is greater than the sum of its parts so right. i don't i don't know if they have i guess leads like one nil down i wasn't like okay they're they're going to be a threat here to go ahead but yeah that first half man they looked they just hit you from every angle they sure. just press and they press and they press they're sure. they're a they're a lot of fun to watch
0: who they got next Leeds? Yeah.
1: Leeds. They got, um, ooh, Villa on a Friday game, no less. That is a – Circle
0: that, folks. Circle that. You want this this crazy stat, Patrick? Villa is the only 100% – Villa is the only 100% team in the league. Yeah, some say it's it's all Emmy Martinez. Mm Mm-hmm. Most clean sheets. Some say. Yeah, Arsenal credit where it's due. Let's turn this let's turn this asshole thing into something we, about Arsenal for sure. Yeah,
1: we know how to we know how to sell a goalkeeper.
0: Yeah, no, without no. a doubt. Um Oh, how could I forget Patrick? If you haven't already, people at home, if you haven't already, I implore you to watch Bielsa's post-match press conferences with his translator. He is shook. This man is shook. The journalist asks him, like, very leading questions to get a reaction out of Bielsa. And obviously, Bielsa, unless he's faking it, doesn't understand. So the translator has a moment before he translates the question to Bielsa of looking at the reporter and being like, you fucking serious, man? Like, you want me to ask him why we didn't take our chances in the first half? (laughs) And then, like, you're seeing Don't Shoot the Messenger play out in a one-camera take.
1: That's amazing.
0: It's so good. It's so good. Um... He's got yeah, that absolutely. trademark
1: squat to him that I'm liking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just, just always squads. always field level, always yeah. feel I mean, he just sees the game differently, and it's 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 more literal than we might have thought. Mm-hmm.
0: Got a nose for the goal line, as one of our friends would say. Yep, absolutely. All right, Patrick. Let's move on to some segments. Freak of the week. I got two, so I will sandwich your meager one freak with my two freaks. Uh, I assume you just have one. I do. Uh, and I would I would prefer to be the meat to the sandwich. You will be the meat, and I will be the French bread. Alexis McAllister of Brighton is my freak. He's Argentinian. He looks like a certain mountain goat. Someone needs to get Messi a paternity test. Have you seen a picture of this man? I'm pulling it up. What's his name? Alexis McAllister. Uh, I think they gave him a Scottish last name to throw some people off the scent, but he looks like a love child of Messi and uh, Sergio Ramos. It's uncanny. He's got a weird look to him. Yeah, but you see what I'm saying, right? A little bit.
1: He's wearing the number 10? Who is this guy? I guess one appearance, one goal as a sub.
0: Yeah, there's one There's one per- like picture in particular that is – An uncanny comparison. Yeah, I'm just looking at his Uh,
1: headshot, and he looks like my friend from high school, Michael Alexander. Okay, well,
0: thanks. Thanks for making this about you. (laughs) Why don't you go ahead, do your freak. My
1: freak of the week is Michael Oliver and company. And I know Mm -hmm. we talked about him. I know I've tried to leave the freaks out of the segment, but there's a reason Kevin Friend is our freak in perpetuity. It's because the referees have earned... This And James, it's not just for the Merseyside Derby. It's also, he was the VAR official in Wolves and the Leeds game. Had a pretty clear-cut red card to deliver to Raul, Raul Jimenez. heung yeah. Song was sent off yeah. for far less a year ago on his kick yeah. against uh, mm. Rudiger. And not a peep. Uh, Michael Oliver, I think, is... He's getting my Freak of the Week for what I am calling defiance toward the the VAR system. I think that he is openly and willingly defiant towards the system. That's mm-hmm. the only Doesn't sense like that it. I can make out of it. You might actually think that's a good thing. But for that reason, he's getting my Freak of the Week.
0: No, I just think it's a good thing for my fantasy team. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was heart and mouth at that moment after he had just scored a lucky opportunistic goal. So... Shout out Michael Oliver. He's, yeah, he's your shout. freak this week. He might be my freak another week, but he is not my freak this week. Who is that your second Dr. freak? Dr. Seuss-esque. My second freak is Aaron oh. wan Uh He's elevated his, his game to the next level ever since being involved in a sex scandal. And we have quite a few too many of those going on at the beautiful Manchester United right now. I think Anthony Martial is telling him how to write his uh, Instagram apology post as we speak. Wow, yeah. Well, I don't I want to get too. Sex I don't want to get too into the details. Is this details. a new sex scandal? It's very new. In fact, it came out like the way the internet works these days is like it broke while he was like asleep in Paris, presumably. So people are just like, "Oh man, imagine being Juan Basaka and waking up to this." Like people were talking about it, like because because of, of the way time zones work. Um, is
1: this uh, before I make a joke about it? It's unsafe. How serious are these allegations?
0: It's not no. Or is it's not it just like, like a, some dodgy
1: details coming to the limelight.
0: It's like a baby, baby daddy, um, or you yeah. know, who's who's who's? What are we doing about this kid situation? Got it. Which I don't think is the worst of the worst. If it, if it was like if it was you know,
1: we'd say sex scandal. That's per, like best case scenario.
0: Right, right. And anyway, if you look into this girl, I guess she's like dated all kinds of sports stars and uh, rappers and. She's one you put on the uh, do not touch list mm. amongst circles of of bros. Like, Yeah, I get you. Just a little bit of crazy, uh, a historical record of crazy. But then again, Aaron Wan-Bissaka, what are you doing, my guy? And then again, how is he playing like, out of his gourd right now amidst all of this? Is it just spurring him on? It's like, give some Wan-Bissaka juice to Harry Maguire. Help him through his skin.
1: Yeah, I, I don't I don't think Wambasaka talks like I don't think he has I I, I just can't imagine him speaking. No. So maybe mm-hmm. he's just completely unfazed
0: by it. Yeah, and I mentioned it earlier, but if you have a sec, go check out like Anthony Martial's like apology for cheating Instagram. He's like, first I gotta thank God, and I'm like, what what are you talking about right now? You gotta <laughs> thank God.
1: <laughs> Put me in this situation to be tested.
0: Just like, Turns whoa. out I failed, but God, thank <laughs> you for this bold strategy, Cotton see yeah. how it plays out for him anyway, anyway it was like that one
1: that one uh soccer player a few years ago who won the title and then <laughs> said he wanted to he, he's like just want to thank his girlfriend uh, and his wife send love to my girlfriend and my wife
0: <laughs> no 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 just my wife just my wife <laughs> that is oh, a classic man. that is a classic yeah he played himself all right patrick quick emergency fantasy update uh, you and I are 13th and 14th, respectively, in a 23-man league or woman league. There are women in it. A 23-person league. So, um, is this ruin your credentials?
1: No, James, but it is a little bit leave it.
0: It's a little bit leave it.
1: It's a little bit leave it.
0: It's a little bit leave it.
1: I am dropping my take that I will win the Premier League.
0: Wow. Uh, it wow. just turns out I
1: can't be bothered. I have uh, De Bruyne in my lineup. I got Greenwood in my lineup. Uh, checked it for the first time today. Got Vardy. He wasn't playing, I guess, either. So yeah, I just I guess I just can't just be bothered. It, to... You're
0: just throwing in the towel.
1: Well, I'm gonna keep doing it. I'm gonna keep playing, but I just you know I'm I'm recognizing that I'm I'm probably a uh, once every two to three match weeks lineup checker and updater on timer. So I'm gonna I'm gonna seed the guarantee. Uh, I'm still coming for. The crown, uh, but the guarantee I have to drop knowing knowing how i'm I'm going about this.
0: Thank you for taking my cue and bringing this right into a little bit leave it because I'm gonna I'm gonna get this straight real quick. You are willing to drop your take of winning the fantasy Premier League, which albeit unlikely is very possible. We are through five games of a 38 game season. you're flat out dropping the take. But you're not dropping the take that Mason Mount is going to start no more than ten games this season.
1: You you saw he got subbed off for Zayach and Zayach came on, looked good. That's just a passing of the torch. You think he's starting against United? Hell no. Hell no.
0: Okay, h- how many has he got so far? Four. He was dropped before the break. Okay.
1: So wait, what, what,
0: wait was it even ten? It was less than that.
1: What do you mean? No, you I say. He, he, it, How many starts? I will I will lose when he starts his tenth
0: game. It was ten. Okay. Well, I I still think, just to be clear, on record, you're keeping that take. Again, <laughs> I
1: think this I think this is an absolute no brainer take of Pulisic and Zayac <laughs> enter the season healthy, and so I think it's an absolute no brainer take. Since they haven't, it's kind of coming up to be questionable. So I understand that the odds are against me now, but I think that Mason Mount is so trash that all Zaych has to do is come in and not fall over himself. And then he's going to be, Mason Mount will be the super sub. He'll be in Frank's little pocket. He'll be the first guy in. He can play a few different roles. He has flexibility in terms of going left, right, Keep central. Him fresh for attacking. He's a good guy to bring off the bench.
0: I'm not, that's,
1: that's fair. You're he such a honor for that squad. take.
0: It's so great. I love every second. Okay, I just wanted to get that clear for the fans. It wasn't for
1: me. James, Patrick. I told you that if he started
0: five of five,
1: I would drop it. And he hasn't done that. He started four or five. Yeah, but I think I'm, – okay. I'm, I'll probably drop it if he starts against uh, United. I just don't think okay. he's good enough for that
0: fixture. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Patrick, I have a proposition for you. The first ever co-authored Little Bit Leave It tape. You and I are going to co-author this if you're, if you're in on what I'm putting down. And that is this. We've talked about it pretty openly, but we haven't made it official. I would like here and now to lock West Brom and Fulham confirmed going down this season, relegated.
1: West Brom and Fulham going down. The two of the, I mean, they seem likely. Let me just pull up my table here. Two before I get in of four this teams
0: to not get a win yet, and I trust Burnley and Sheffield United to pull it together enough not to get relegated.
1: Yeah, I mean they're really really bad. Like I'm 100% sure Fulham's going down. West Brom's the one that's giving me a little bit of pause just, you know, they they should have taken 3 points against Chelsea. I mean they got spanked by Ever- Everton and ugh, they just drew to Burnley though.
0: They're pretty fucking ass. For the um, record, I'm leaving this if I'm leaving this if you're not in on this with me. It's a vote of confidence. Wow.
1: What if I could convince you? <laughs> to also lock in the third team right now.
0: <laughs> How about I get you in that new M4? What do I have to say to convince you to drive home in that car
1: today? No, yeah, the third one's up for grabs. Yeah, fuck it, I'll do it. I'll do it. All right, so woo!
0: Bad. Ride the lightning.
1: Though I do think West Brom could pull it off. I do, there's zero chance Fulham pulls it off. Zero. No, not at all. Even
0: though they did just get a draw. But that was against the was basically It was
1: literally the last four teams in the table played each other and all got... Draws. That's it
0: what was happened. disgusting. It was absolutely disgusting. It was and
1: a it was a waste of everybody's may time. May God have mercy on
0: your soul. Yeah, not just time. Some poor suckers in Britain paid fifteen pounds.
1: Dude, Peacock's looking like a goddamn steal compared to what they're doing over there. True.
0: True. Okay. Uh Patrick Her Men of name, Culture. That's insane. That's
1: insane. And I know that I would pay it too, so I'm just thankful they're not doing that here.
0: Yeah, do you have a Men of Culture?
1: I have three. You uh but Peter Check we already talked about. Yeah. Um, my first one is about one of our favorite Chonk boys that we haven't talked about in a while. Mm-hmm. Eden Hazard is now mm-hmm. not set to play until at least mid-November after mm-hmm. showing up too Chonk after the COVID outbreak in the summer and all that.
0: Is that actually the, the case?
1: No, I just assume that he is too Chonk and not in shape and does not care a la Gareth Bale uh, mm-hmm. now that he's got his money.
0: I feel like going to Madrid goes one or two ways for players. And right now, I can't recall a significant play that he's contributed to Real Madrid.
1: No, I mean, he's just... After a, being he, an
0: absolute problem at Chelsea. Like, he was at the top of his game when he left.
1: Yeah, that's that's the thing that's most remarkable. Like, Bale played well and then kind of had a falling out in Madrid. Right. Um, despite never learning the language. Eden Hazard's never brought it to Madrid, which is just—it's remarkable because he's—I thought he was the best player in the Premier League when he left, and mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. unrecognizable mm-hmm. from what I've—the little that I've seen of him play. But
0: because he hasn't played a whole lot, yeah,
1: yeah, it's just interesting.
0: Strange one, strange one. Yeah, that's another one who doesn't need the like make make me fat face app.
1: Right. Yeah. Oh, he's he's got it covered. Um, my last minute culture here—they're uh, playing. In the Champions League now, Um, they've got their boy back. AC Mm -hmm. Milan are on Mm -hmm. a 20-game unbeaten run. Mm -hmm. Zlatan just scored a brace in the Milan Derby. Amazing. When you talk about big clubs of world football... Uh, you know, I'm going to be a little bit miserable next time United wins a title. Uh, I don't give a shit if ABC Milan wins the Champions League. So let's let's have at it. Let's get the big dogs back in the mix. I'd love for uh, you know, Serie A to be less of a Ju- Ju- Juventus running the show. I'd like to get some big clubs back in the mix. So I'm happy that AC Milan's taken that step.
0: Yeah, I, I, I actually like AC Milan too. It, it, it's a classic club that you just want to see back at the top, you know, competing. And I don't like monopolies, Patrick. I don't like the fact Juventus has won it the past seven years or whatever it is. It's just, it's not for me. So I'm fully behind that. Not to mention Zlatan just posts like pictures of lions with dripping blood, you know, to his Instagram after each performance. And he's just like, better with age. Ha 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 ha. It's like the caption.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it definitely backs your theory that, um. You know, it's not the hardest league to do it because he was he was struggling a bit in the MLS and over there he's doing great. So mm. maybe he, he just needed He's to suited home. to an
0: Italian game.
1: Yeah, yeah, oh. it, it, it's a slower pace, which I think suits him at this age. He's still he's still one of the most you know yeah. technically gifted players in the world. Yeah. So yeah, I, I haven't watched any of their games. I'm excited to watch them more more in the Champions League.
0: Well, Patrick, I'm going to drop my men of culture because it's about project big picture and A, I think we need more time in the cast for it. And B, I frankly think I need more time to, to digest it. It's not ready.
1: Right. Not and isn't ready. it also United is the, the mastermind behind this Edward Ed words pulling, pulling the strings.
0: That's unfair because it's Liverpool and United. And if you're going to make it a triumvirate, Arsenal is a close third being that they're all American. owners.
1: Wasn't well, so, it led by the two of them?
0: It was led by United and Liverpool, but like Arsenal They're like the – what's a good comparison? They're like the third stooge that does what Liverpool and United say.
1: Mm, mm. I'd prefer fourth, but I'll settle for third. Mm -hmm. And I think (laughs) if it was Arsenal, it would be Curly. Um,
0: (laughs) Nice. Okay. We'll come back to it. I want to dedicate more time to it. Goal of the week and then Degenerate District. Patrick, allow me to go first. I will – Tell you right now, it's Bruno Fernandez against Newcastle in a sweeping counterattack move. It's my goal of the season so far, and I know it's your goal of the week, too. Let me think. It probably is. The
1: Lanzini goal was special, and the, the reason... Patrick, Bruno... I
0: know it's your goal of the
1: week, too. Let me speak, James, please. <laughs> I have the mic. Please, show some decorum. I have two minutes uninterrupted. Anyway, um, um. the degenerate district has been really popping off. No, um, Yeah, it's my goal of the week. It was a great counterattack. You know that I'm a sucker for a counterattacking goal. I gave my goal of the season last year to Bruno, so I wouldn't be uh, you know, too, too aggrieved to, to give a, a goal of the week to him. But the Lanzini goal is, is – it the moment of the Lanzini goal is just so crazy to me. And the way that it's he hit insane. it, the way he struck it is it's up there. But I'm still, still getting the slight edge to Bruno just it's so it was just so clean it was so clean there's there's nothing to me more beautiful than watching players moving in unison and making the right decisions versus where the defense is doing it and versus the run and when you can tie four or five of those decisions together all with those interchanging runs and then put the cherry on top of what is a really yeah. underrated finish uh, by Bruno Fernandez uh
0: it was it was just so nice. it's so it's, nice. It's like a Rupe Goldberg machine where like five perfect things need to happen in sequence for that goal to exist and it's like the perfect pass from Donny over to Mata who one touch pings it curving into Rashford's path who has the perfect back heel to break the line and Bruno slots it top right corner RBB finesse move. It, mm-hmm. um, I think it be- I think it beats the goal from Brighton. I think it beats the goal from Brighton last season. Um, and it was a goal to go ahead. It wasn't like the capping four-one goal. It had a lot going for it, um, and I'm glad that you are saying it was your goal of the week too. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a close one, though. I will say that it was a close yeah, one. Yeah, Lanzini's goal was a one-in-a-million strike. Um, yeah, there's that. He'll never do it again. It's and one just guy. The moment one moment
1: makes it so much. Like that's that's a that's a goal of the month contender for me. For it's sure, it's gonna
0: it's gonna go down in, in Premier League folklore. It's just another reason why I wish fans were there people were losing their minds. Was that game at at West Ham? No, no. It was um but like more so to see the Spurs better. fans. Yeah, moved lose their minds. Yeah. I know. All right, Patrick. Take us home, country roads.
1: The General District Time folks, if you follow the Instagram story, uh didn't go great last <laughs> week. Um I it was basically a, a prove me prove me right game and I bet on Sheffield to beat Fulham. I was like, if you can't beat Fulham, I could stop, you know, clamoring that you're you're a good team. And I think I'm ready to stop clamoring that Sheffield United is a good team, James. I'm not I'm not, you know, straight up their ass, they're getting relegated, but they're a relegation battle team for me this year. Last season's long gone. Losses out the gate, um, albeit to top sides, but you know, a draw to Fulham. That's the one you gotta get on the sheet. Mm-hmm. You gotta get that's the one they needed. That's mm-hmm. one they needed. But they're ass. And now they got Liverpool. City Chelsea in their next three match weeks, yeah, you place it on one point, maybe two points through uh, eight games. It's gonna be an awful start for them, so yeah, not taking them on any more bets. The um, donkey didn't work out, some of the meatballs were good, but got some good ones for you this week. So, James, I, I, I got so many meatballs, uh, but I gotta get this one as my lock. I think it's just too hard not to touch. And uh, it, it is Crystal Palace plus one hundred and sixty versus Fulham. Um, I don't necessarily rate Palace as any sort of world beaters. You know, they lost to Chelsea, Everton just drew Brighton, uh, but they beat United, they beat Southampton, and as mm-hmm. I said, Fulham is trash. So it's just kind of betting against Fulham. Uh, and I'm, you know, if you did At that plus on the walk, one of, you'd yeah. be. Yeah, you'd be four and four and one, and your one would be Sheffield United draw. So seems like a pretty good for plus one sixty. I know it's a way to Fulham, but I don't really rate home and away that much anymore when I'm betting. Plus one sixty seems really really great odds for that that fixture. Endorsed. Got a few meatballs for you. Um, I like the under at of uh, two and a half goals in the Villa vs Leeds game. Uh, Villa is. Aside from the game they went crazy, they've only conceded two goals. Uh, Leeds, as we just just talked about, they're, they're going to bring a lot of energy. But, uh, you know, I don't think Villa's quite the team to... Well, I mean, Villa opened up Liverpool, so maybe not. But I, I don't think Villa's really the team to open this up. So I do like that. Uh, also liking... I don't trust either United or Chelsea right now. So I like plus 260 on the draw. Even though it's probably... I mean, it could go one of three ways for me. And so mm-hmm. plus 260 seems like a pretty good snack.
0: Oh, it could go one of three ways.
1: It could, it could, like a, like a, and I, like a I feel confident game. saying that.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: I also like Everton again. I'm, I'm five and zero betting on Everton this year, so I'm going to keep doing it until they prove me wrong. Plus one forty to beat Southampton. I think Southampton's a quality team. They're tough out, but ride that. Okay. Uh, and then a few other decent, you know, Wolves and Spurs line. My crock of the week, James. My crock of the week. We're getting back it's donkey to basics. We're going to a 16-par
0: <laughs> Back to and our we're hitting roots. This one
1: And we're hitting this one. Um, so, James, same thing. Give me your reactions to each Top one of these. Top five answers on the board. Yep. Manchester City uh, away to West Ham. Yep. Crystal Palace away to Fulham. Yep. Liverpool home to Sheffield. Yep. Everton away to Southampton. Yep. Spurs away to Burnley. Yep. Wolves home to Newcastle.
0: Ooh. You Wolves is a tricky team last. right now. You had to make that one last. Uh, yeah. I mean, if we, if that's gonna round out the six team, I'm I'm sure that's what make that's what makes this a six team juicy one, not just a five team. Because I would say scrap that one from the list.
1: It is actually not even. It's it's the the third worst. Like Palace and Everton have worse odds to win outright than Wolves do.
0: Oh, scrap that one. Kick it out.
1: Really? Well, yeah. it's too late. I already placed it, but okay. go ahead for you at home. Uh, okay. Go ahead and scrap that one if you like. That's that, Wolves, that's listen to James's this. Wolves ta- are sixth in the table with a minus two goal of differential.
0: Trust me. I think I was fully on the Wolves train against Leeds and, and saying that they're not scrubs, and let's trust Wolves. I just think, you know, they got their rub of the green last game. Jimenez didn't get suspended. It always comes back around, and Newcastle will be looking for a response in a team that I think is solid and not as bad as they showed against United. Yeah, that's I don't even think they side. showed
1: that bad. I think it was a, I mean, not an unfair result, but kind of a... The scoreline didn't really reflect that game for me uh, in uh,
0: the end. Yeah, no, not at all. I thought they were pretty shit, though. I thought we got pretty lucky. As far as, like, we played well, but they also played badly.
1: Got it. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, that's, like, I think we talked about it, like, 15 minutes in, we're like, yeah, this... Yeah. I didn't think it was going to take that long for for United to get the second, but yeah. the the rest of it, yeah, I, I felt pretty confident. United was. Anyway,
0: points. I think that just yeah. Got that's a district.
1: Patrick, why don't you send us out? Uh, because every time I send us out, it ends poorly. But anyway, uh, thanks. <laughs> anyway, here's Wonderwall. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I sure had a blast. I hope you did too. Um, and. For James, I am I am Patrick, as you know, the other co-host. You're almost there. Um, some would say the better co-host. Don't panic. I'll leave it up to you to decide who said that uh, and whether or not it's even true. But in any case, um, for James, but mostly for me, so long now. See you on the next Prem de la Prem. What's up, Prem heads? Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts at Prem de la Prem, a Premier League podcast, and smash that subscribe button. For all other interviews segments and hot takes that you can handle you can also find us on instagram for some fire content at prem de la prem podcast no spaces no punctuation just like life